This edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad, presented by Kia, was recorded in March, just as the coronavirus pandemic was starting to hit this nation. And in this interview, we catch up with Orlando Magic point guard DJ Augustine. DJ was playing terrific basketball prior to the NBA shutdown. So what led to that inspired play? Also, the Orlando Magic had won three straight. So what had turned around the play on the court for the Orlando Magic? How is DJ keeping busy and keeping in shape during the coronavirus pandemic? He was one of the first ones to contribute to people that needed funds and food here in Central Florida and also his hometown of New Orleans. So what inspired him to do that? Lots to get to here with DJ Augustine on this edition of Magic Pod Squad presented by Kia. This is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. This is Evan Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Check out what's new with the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The host of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic basketball. The Magic Pod Squad has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today. Podcast is presented to you by the all-new Seltos SUV from Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. Give it everything, and it is our pleasure to catch up with DJ Augustine for the Orlando Magic. And DJ, we're all doing whatever we can. We got technical issues. We got... <laughs> everybody's everybody's doing whatever they can to get through these. These are crazy times right now. It is, man. It's a, it's a learning process for everybody right now, man. I mean, even us trying to talk on this, this <laughs> chat right now, it's, you know, it's a learning process and it's a, it's a, it's, it's different from what we used to doing. You know, uh, we used to being in person and talking to each other and communicating, but uh, it's, it's the situation right now and uh, something that we have to deal with and, and try to get through. Now, DJ, I know you don't miss us very much, but how much do you miss <laughs> the guys? Like how much do you just miss being around everybody and just, yeah. you know, just hanging out at the gym? Yeah, I miss everybody, man. I, I mean, I, I even miss taking that ride, that drive to the gym. You know, uh, right. some some days we just we'll pack the kids in the car and just go ride around Orlando. We just drive around just to get out, um, and that just goes back to like I said, the the little things we take for granted in life. Uh, that this time right now is teaching us to to value and um, you know, like I said, that's I miss everything. I miss all the people, the 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 staff, my teammates, just being in the gym. And like I said, you know, just even taking that, that, that drive to the gym and, and, and those little things. DJ, I got a six and a five-year-old. You got three young ones. How, how are you holding up as a teacher? Do you find you're a, a pretty good homeschool teacher? <laughs> hey, man, I, I got to give my wife a lot of credit. She, uh, she's been doing everything as far as, you know, getting them through their work, making sure they're on time with their video chats with their teachers, uh, keeping a schedule, um, and and I have I have my duty of, you know, making breakfast, making sure everybody brush their teeth and stuff. Um, we even make them put on their school shirts for school. Oh, cool. nice! Um, you go yeah. that far, do you? Yeah, we try to keep it as structured as possible. And uh, then we also have our little one that's four, so he doesn't really have any work right now. So I try to keep him busy to stay out of the, the older kids' hair. But uh, you know, we're doing it as a team, and it, it's a lot. You know, um, we look forward to the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's been the go-to breakfast uh chef what's 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 been your oh, go-to man. for everybody I, are you just make, cereal and bowls is that what you're doing that's what they that's what they like the most they like the cereal and stuff Mine my too. daughter my daughter's really picky she uh she'll want an egg sandwich some morning she might want avocado toast i don't know where she gets it oh. from but she she's very picky she wants pancakes you know uh but my sons are easy to please i throw them some cereal and the milk and some milk in a bowl and uh they're good to go 
I don't even I have don't, to throw milk in the bowl. I just did. <laughs> my wife bought Lucky Charms the other day. It was like it was a trip. It was like the best day ever. Oh, we want Lucky sure. Charms. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, man. Time change happened. These, these kids weren't getting up before 9 o'clock, and it was awesome. They had the morning for a little bit. Now they're up about quarter of seven. <laughs> what time? Yeah. What time? What time does your day start? It's between six thirty and seven. Uh, yeah. they they're up. I mean, but that's that's how it is. Even on the weekends, yeah, sure. we try to we try to encourage them. Hey guys, sleep in. Y'all don't have school tomorrow. You right. Know? But they still up at six thirty seven, ready to go. And uh, I mean, I'm used to it now. And uh, you know, we just try to enjoy the day. Uh, yeah. We get try to get through schoolwork and stay focused. And then try to have some fun with them and, and, you know, get outdoors and do some things, you know, ride bikes and just go go outside. And you know what, DJ, like we, we joke about it and it is a lot and you do have a lot of appreciation for, for our wives and the teachers and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But, but the, the, the one thing that doesn't get talked about enough is this family time. This really is something that probably, you know, God willing, will never happen again. But to get this family time is just, is just fantastic. Wait, do you, you worded that weird, Dante? You don't want family. Well, the pandemic. We don't want a pandemic ever. <laughs> we don't want a pandemic ever again. I was just. We want the. But we want the family yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Nah, for sure, man. I mean, you know, uh, I think right now this time in, in the world is teaching everybody what's most important in life, yeah. and uh, it's not money. It's not cars, material things, clothing, because you can't wear any, you can't go anywhere. So right, I right. think right now it's, it's teaching people like the most important things in life are your health and your family, you know, and time, you know, and, uh, and, and hopefully after all this is over, everybody continues to value those things like they are right now. And uh, I've always known that even before this. Sure, sure. And it's just giving me an opportunity to just enjoy my family even more and spend more time with them because I would be traveling right now. So, uh, right. You know, even though I'm, I want to come back and I hope we do uh, figure out a way to get back to playing, I'm, I'm trying to enjoy this time with my kids because they're getting bigger about a minute and, uh, and my wife and just spend this time as a family. Now, your son, I saw on Instagram, he, it was his birthday uh, yeah. last week, right? Or, or a couple days ago? Yeah, April 14th. What did you guys, did you guys do anything different yeah. because you couldn't, you know, what, what did you guys do? So he had a party, man. We, uh. We woke up at, my wife and I woke up at 5.30 in the morning. Cause like I said, they normally get up around 6.30, Sure. And so we have a, a, a tradition where for the kid's birthday, we always put a bunch of balloons on top of them while they're sleeping. So when they wake up, it's, it's balloons everywhere. I like that. So we was nice. up at 5.30 blowing up balloons. I had a headache from blowing up balloons. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, he had a Pokemon theme birthday. We we called, we Facetime family members, um, and then we ordered a a water slide, an inflatable water slide to uh, put in a driveway. Ooh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. So he had a he had an amazing birthday, man. He had a great time. Uh, one of his teachers even drove by at the end of the driveway playing Stevie Wonder Happy Birthday song for him. Nice. Nice. That's very so, good. Uh, he had a, had a really good day to um, to say the circumstances. He, yeah. he had a great day and we, we made the best of it. What's funny because my niece's birthday is also on April 14th and so wow. she was bummed because she couldn't have a you know she couldn't have her normal party but right. we uh, we all got in our cars and I, her mom called a bunch of her friends and we just did a little parade around their street yeah. where we had streamers and balloons and we were honking on the honking the horns and, and she yeah. thought it was great. she had a great time yeah and that's another thing that this is teaching us you know to be creative I mean yes, you know right uh, it's teaching you to be creative for birthdays it's teaching you to be creative with your kids and do different things. And uh, that's, that's one thing this time is also teaching us. 
Well, my part of part of my project is, uh, you know, I do shop and I do PE and I do that's part of my class for the daughter. So we sanded and stained a picnic table. We've done oh, some projects around the house. Have you done any good. any any do it yourself projects? I have. I uh, I put together a few uh, desks for them to do their work on. Nice. Uh, I put together uh, my 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 youngest son. He uh, we ordered him we ordered him a Spider Man. Uh, little table that he could sit at and eat and do do work um but everything on amazon is kind of back ordered so yep. it, it just came so i put that together um, nice just i mean just doing all kind of stuff i turned my my garage into a full gym almost so I, did you you have a full gym you turned your whole garage into a full gym yeah is that what I, you uh, yeah I, I turned it into a full gym almost and, and like i said it, it's something that i never thought i would be able to do it right. and it's something that I, I probably never would have did if it wasn't for this situation uh and I mean, it's just it's just giving me opportunities to 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 do things I I, I just wouldn't have time to do, and I'm I'm actually enjoying doing those things. So Nate, now, are you one of the, are you one of the guys? Do you have a basketball hoop? Are you one of the guys that hasn't even been able to shoot? I see your dribbling drills. I've seen some yeah. of your stuff online. So uh, I know you can work out and and handle a basketball, but can you shoot? Do you have a hoop? No, I don't have a I don't have a hoop that that's that's fit for me as a basketball player, but. We have like two goals around the house for my kids that I actually, I actually get serious. Like I was playing with them the other day, and I ended up really playing for real against them. Like <laughs> nice. shooting, dunking, and talking trash. And <laughs> I said, "Let me calm down before I hurt one of them." Because <laughs> I it started off as just playing, you know, as daddy, but then I turned into like a real player real quick. So, um, right. it's all that. It's all that pent up. You got that pent up yeah, rage yeah, going right, right now. Man. I, but wait, I, I you was, said you said you were dunk. I mean, what was it? Eight feet high. You were dunking. Yeah, it was like my height. I was, yeah, I, I was just dunking on them, knocking them on the floor, and blocking their shots. And uh, my my wife was like, "DJ," and I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, guys." And uh, you know, so I don't have a goal that I can shoot on that'll help me and yeah. what I'm trying to do. But the biggest thing for me is just staying in shape, physical shape. That way, when we do come back, right. uh, I can get back in basketball shape faster. You know. Um, I think the the as far as shooting and skill work, I think that stuff will come to me or come to all of us, you know, once we get back and do it over time. But uh, that's, I mean, that's the hardest part, not having a goal right now. Well, DJ, I think uh, more just as much as anyone on this team, and I think just the competitor that you are, and having spent time in Chicago, uh, last night's documentary. Again, I don't know when. Uh, this will actually air, but uh, that that documentary on Michael Jordan. Your thoughts? I'm, I'm sure you saw it. The Last yeah. Dance. You you lived it, being a part of the yeah. Bulls organization. But what yeah. did you make uh, of parts one and two? Oh man, I mean, I, first of all, I think that documentary was definitely needed right now at this yeah. time because right. I think not just basketball players. I think the world's missing basketball. Period. Watching it on TV, uh, and then um, I actually was drafted by uh, Charlotte. And Michael took over as our owner my second right. year. So I was able to be around him and, and, and see how he was and uh, see that competitive spirit and that competitive attitude that they, they show in the documentary. He was the same way as an owner. I mean, he was the same way, you know, when he was around us after he was retired. You know, um, he approaches every day wanting to win, you know, no matter if it's basketball, golf, trash talking, whatever it is. <laughs> He wants to be the best and wants to win. And, uh, you know, just seeing some of the, the things that he went through that I didn't know about as far as his injury and, you know, the, dealing with the organization. I mean, 
uh, I'm in my 12th year, so I, I know the business part of, of the NBA now. Uh, but when, when you're younger, you don't know that kind of stuff. And to see the things he went through with Jerry Krause and the organization, it was good to see. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the next couple of episodes on Sunday. What, yeah. what do you think after watching that first episode and hearing some of the things that he, you know, his, his battles with the front office, do you yeah. think he's taken some of, of that knowledge and is using it in the right way for his ownership with Charlotte? Or, or he has to be taking some of that into account, right? The decision-making he, he, he makes on a daily basis, but I definitely know he learned from that experience and he's definitely using it as a businessman now as an owner. You know what? He's, he's a guy that, uh, you know, you're, well, you're a guy, first of all, that doesn't miss games. If you're able to play, you'll play. Everybody gets banged up at some point throughout the year. That stood out to me, DJ, is, you know, he had a 10% chance of his career being over, but he, but he wanted to play, right? And there's that 12-year-old that twelve-year-old kid that, man, where does your passion uh, and your desire to want to play come from? Yeah, I'm the same way, man. You know, uh, you know, the fact that, he could have ended his career if he if he yeah. you know hurt himself again, um, but he was willing to take that risk because of his love for the game. And I think that's that's what we have in common. Obviously, we're not the same type of players. He's a he's the best player to ever play the game, but his love for basketball uh, had him in the mindset that he was willing to take that risk of being injured when he didn't really have to do that. He could have set out the rest of that season like most right. guys do today. They would they would sit out and you know, think about next season or think about the summer. Um, but that's not him. And that's not, that's, you know, and that's how I, I like that. I love basketball. I, I mean, I feel like if I'm not hurt to the point where I can't help my team, I'm going to go play. But if I'm out there and I'm hurt and I can't contribute, then I should sit down and not play. But right. Michael, I mean, you know, I, I, I saw that part of the show and I, I definitely related to him and, uh, I could see where he was coming from, you know, uh, just his love for the game, his passion for the game. This podcast is presented to you by the all-new Seltos SUV from Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. Give it everything. DJ, as a vet, uh, you know, 10 years in the league and, and you having this mindset, is that something that you can pass down to maybe some of the, the rookies and first-year guys that are just kind of getting into the league and and, and passing down some of that to them, you know, their mindset of what the, what it takes to be a pro? Yeah, for sure, man. You know, if you look at the NBA from that time to when I was a rookie and to now, it's totally different because, you know, guys now, you know, they, you know, the money's so much higher than it was then. Like Michael, he was making like 30 million a year. He should have made way more than that, you know, mm-hmm. compared to some guys now making. 40 million a year and, and hasn't done half the things he's done. Right. Um, so I think money now and social media and all those things play a part in guys attitude when they approach the game. Um, and, you know, if you just go into it, not worrying about those things and just being a basketball player first, working hard, putting your head down and grinding, all those things will come to you eventually. Um, you know, and so, so that's what I would pretty much tell guys, especially a younger guy, you know, don't, don't chase the money. Don't chase the fame, you know, chase the game and, and work hard. And all that stuff will come as you get better and grow. Because uh, a lot of I've seen a lot of guys chase those things and they didn't right. even make it, you know, past three years. So um, that would be my, my, my words of encouragement to, to guys, you know, just being around. No, it's great advice. And, you know, it's interesting, DJ, you see this, this team, your, your team now, Orlando, was playing some of the best basketball of the season right before this stoppage. 
Um, and I remember after that road trip sitting on the tarmac thinking, we understand why things are shut down and we are in agreement of it and we want everyone to be safe. But I remember having this feeling like, man, these guys are rolling. Please let this season yeah. continue. What, yeah. what changed? What, you coming back was a huge part of it as well, adding mm -hmm. to that depth and, and bolstering that, that second unit. But what, in your opinion, what changed? What helped you guys get on this roll? Uh, just guys, um, I, I think it had a lot to do with that. We saw the, the season was, was getting close to, to an end, and we had to make get into that mind frame of playoff mind frame, even though we should have that mind frame from the jump, from the beginning. But sometimes it, it takes the season. The season's so long. It's such a long season. It's hard to, to have that mindset the entire season. So I think when we got to that point, we kind of saw the playoffs was approaching and we had to get our minds right defensively, playing together, getting that same rhythm we had last year. We had to figure it out because we was getting closer to our goal, which was making the playoffs again. Um, and then as far as me, I, I was kind of getting back into my rhythm after missing – however many games I missed, almost two months, you know, and that was, it's tough to come back from being out that long and uh, getting, getting into basketball shape, number one, uh, getting into a rhythm that fits with the team, you know, how guys are playing. Right. It's a lot that goes into that. So I felt like I was just getting back to myself. Uh, so it was, it was disappointing. Um, and we had a lot to prove this year. Um, and, you know, but at the end of the day, it's, it's out of our control. Uh, all we can do right now is continue to work, even though the season may be canceled. It may not be. You got to still work as if we're going to come back and play. And you never know what can happen, man. Right. DJ, how, how hard was the, were those two months that you were out? I mean, obviously the team was missing you because, you know, you, you're now you, you would come back, you came back healthy. And, and that's part of the big reason for me why the team had started playing so much better. You were healthier. Michael Carter Williams was, was healthy. The team had finally find, started to find their, 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 their way. Those two months you were out, how tough was that for you? It's tough, man. You know, uh, I tell people all the time, you know, it's when you're injured, you do more when you're injured than when you're playing, you know, you, you got rehab, you got to get up early for rehab. You got to, you got to lift weights. You got to do extra conditioning. You got to go back for more rehab. You got to, sit and watch your teammates go on the court, which is the best part of basketball, being on right. the court, playing in the game. The part that, that we love to do, you got to sit there and watch. You're putting in all this work. You should be able to go out there and, and reap the reward as playing the game with them, but you can't because you're hurt. So you got to sit there and watch. Um, you know you can help the team, so that sucks. And then <laughs> uh, it's just doing that over and over and over again. It takes a toll on you mentally. And, uh, you know, it's tough, but uh, – you know, the, the most important thing is the coaching staff and the trainers, they wanted me to come back at 100%, not nothing less. Um, and, and, and that's what we did. The training staff did a great job of getting me back, you know. And, you know, like I said, we was all starting to find our rhythm as a team right before all this happened. And um, it's unfortunate. DJ, we just mm – -hmm. uh, When you hit that shot against the Toronto Raptors sorry, in game I one – I lost you. What you say? Yeah, we had uh, a couple of days ago, we had the one-year anniversary of your shot in game one to beat the Raptors okay. last year yeah. in the postseason. I've watched it about 50, 60 times myself. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I don't know how many times you've watched it, but just, just kind of – I'm sure you, you realize it was the one-year anniversary. and Boy, that's got to be right up there for you, DJ, and, and one of the biggest shots you've hit uh, in your basketball career. Yeah, it definitely was a great moment, man. Uh, 
Honestly, I I uh I didn't even know. I didn't even know it was the one year anniversary. I, I I mean I obviously I know, but I didn't pay attention sure. and sure. I didn't even people was tagging me in, in, in the shot, you know, on Instagram and stuff like that. Um and and I honestly I don't even watch it. I don't even I don't even like to watch it because I know the result of what happened after that. We yeah. lost. Sure. You know, sure. so that kinda that kinda messes with me. So I don't even like to watch it anymore because it's like it doesn't even matter anymore. Um but personally, it definitely was a big moment in my career, especially my professional career. Um, and it, it reminds me of when I was younger, uh, playing in, in the Biddy Leagues in New Orleans when I was coming up. I was on the All-Star team, and I hit the game-winning shot to win the actual Biddy championship. And uh, I didn't think it could get any better than that when I was younger. <laughs> but this kind of that kind of took the cake, man. You know, And that was years ago. So it just shows you how, you know, if you stick with something in life, you know, you never know years from now, you know, you can get a greater reward. So this podcast is presented to you by the all new Seltos SUV from Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. Give it everything. Uh, DJ, you bring up New Orleans. You were one of the first people to to, to reach out to, to make a donation. You made a donation down there in New Orleans. Talk, talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so my wife and I was just, you know, obviously like everybody else, we're seeing things on Instagram and social media, the news how, uh, you know, what's going on in the world, how people are struggling to pay rent, how people are struggling to eat, how the, how the, the doctors and the hospitals are running out of equipment and stuff. So we were just sitting around thinking of how we could help. And, uh, you know, we went through Hurricane Katrina. We knew what that was like. We were kids when that happened. And uh, we knew that most, most people needed the most help after Katrina was over. So we always was coming up with a plan of how we can help once this is over. But then we was like, we got to do something now though. So we reached out to one of the major hospitals in New Orleans. Um, my cousin actually, she's a nurse there. She's an ER nurse. So we reached out to them to see if I can donate uh, just money. And they told, they referred me to a guy who was doing a, a nonprofit because his wife is a nurse as well. And they were just saying how the, the nurses and doctors and the staff were just not, they're going days without eating because they're, they're trying to help everybody. Wow. So they was like, he was, he came out of his own pocket to start this, this business, if you want to call it called crew of red beans with a K crew of red beans. And basically they would go to different or local businesses in new Orleans, like restaurants, like your mom and pop restaurants and get them to cook. And then they would have like musicians in the city get the food and deliver it to the hospitals to feed the front line. So it's like a, it's like a, uh, I said it's killing, killing two birds with one stone because I was able to help keep local businesses, restaurants and yeah, stuff in, right, in business. Yeah, right, right. And given the local musicians, I was able to get them uh, money to deliver. They were getting paid to deliver the food. So I was keeping them in business. And I also was helping a cause of feeding the frontline workers, the doctors, the nurses, you know, quality meals, not just sandwiches and, 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 yeah. and Lunchables and stuff. It was like red beans and rice. It was gumbo. It was top-notch New Orleans food. So um, pretty much I was helping the, the entire community for what I did. And uh, I never wanted any credit for it. And I, I didn't even wanted to be known. I just, me and my wife just wanted to do it and do it for the city that we love and the people that we love. I think that's fantastic. That's a testament to you. It's a testament to all your 
text and you're all trying to find out ways to pitch in. And, and I, it was great to see it. I know I'm proud to be a part of this organization because I see the DeVos family and they made that donation. And, and I know you're proud to be a part of that organization and represent that ownership group as well uh, with, with that, just a great gesture that they made right when this started. Yeah, it's great, man. You know, um, I've been here for this is my fourth season. I still can't believe I've been here four years. Jeez, um, right, right. Yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> my, my youngest son was was born the day before free agency. Well, a couple of days before free agency started. That's right. And now he's he's gonna be four in June. So uh the people that. at the arenas, I feel like I, I know them personally. I see them every yeah. home game. I speak to them, I hug them, I, I give them that. And 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 for them to have to go through this. You know, they're they're not in a situation like the players. Like, we're super blessed, you know, to be in a position we're in. And I feel like those people needed the help and the DeVos family stepped in and, and made it possible for them. And that's big. And, and I'm I'm grateful to be a part of an organization that, that was one of the first to do that. And uh, that's big. Well, we're gonna we're we're only gonna let you stay and play for twelve more years. So make sure you stay in shape. <laughs> make sure make sure you stay in shape and you're ready to keep going. Is that okay? I know, 12? Can you give us that? Nah, okay? no, I, I, I'm sorry. I, my my kids they already saying they don't want me to go back now. They they like oh cool, I know I know. I'm like guys, daddy gotta get back to playing. That's how we that's how we live. And they're like, that's no, right. we don't want you to play again. Retire. My daughter, my oldest daughter, said, you need you to retire. So. uh yeah, man, it, I've had a long career. I still, I still have a lot left in me. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I, and I kind of want to end my career on my terms when, when I want to be done. And uh, and and I always keep myself in shape and, and, and I, I eat right. I do all the little things. So I feel like I could play for as long as I want to play. Well, we got to ask you this question, DJ, because we've asked about half of your teammates. If you have to be quarantined with three of your teammates, there we go. Who would you pick? Who would the three be? And everybody that we've asked. They have all picked you. Each and every one <laughs> has picked you to be on oh, the team, man. to be no, part of that. Evan actually said, uh, I, I, I can't have anybody – I can have anybody but DJ is what Evan said. So. <laughs> yeah, but he also, was, said, he also said he didn't want anybody. Evan was fine being by himself. Yeah, he liked being by himself. He'll, yeah, he'll go take a walk by himself in the mountains somewhere. But uh, uh, who would I want to be with quarantine? Man, that's tough. Uh, hmm. I don't know, man. That's tough, man. I don't know. I got. I, I would have to. I don't know. And it's fine if it's none of them. If you don't want to be with any of them, I don't oh, blame man, you. That's the that's case. Totally... None of them. Yeah. None yeah. Of them. Yeah. I thought I had to pick. No, none of them. You don't have to pick <laughs> anybody. You can do whatever you, you want. Your answer. Yeah, yeah. You'd rather not be around any of them. Well, I think I, about like Michael Carter Williams was quick to pick you, but have you, have you got into TikTok at all? Have you seen him and his videos that he's putting together on TikTok? I've seen him, man. I, uh, you know, um, I don't even know what week we are in quarantine, but it's definitely getting to that point when people are starting <laughs> to do things that uh, are concerning and, uh, you know, time to start reaching out to guys and see if they're okay. And, uh, make sure they're mentally all right. Yeah, make sure right. they're mentally, you know, because sometimes people cry for help and you don't see the signs. <laughs> so I hope it's not getting to that point just yet, but uh, I, I've been enjoying Mike's TikTok, so I, I like I like him doing it. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten good. into it. My daughter, my daughter does it. She does it every day, and she tries to put me in them, but I'm like, ah. 
So you don't want to you don't want to be a star, a guest star. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna we're gonna have you look at three jer. Uh, we're gonna have you look at all these jerseys, DJ. Okay, where well, there's twelve jerseys here. I don't know if you can see the numbers there. We we need you to pick three. You can only keep three of these uniforms if you're with, with the Magic. Which ones? I'm are you looking. I'm looking at the style of uniform. Yeah. Can you see the numbers next to them? Up in yeah, the top, top corners. Okay, like so. Just pick three, three jerseys there that you would keep. Could be any three. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I love number eight. I love those jerseys. We playing those now. Okay. Eight. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like eleven. We played in. I think that was last year or the or my second year here. Yep. Okay. And uh, for a lighter color, it was, it was, it's it's tough between two and nine. I like the gray ones, but I think you got to go throwback with, with the pinstripes yeah. for the home. So I'll go with two. Everybody likes the pin. So you, you're a fan of the, of the new, of the statement jerseys, the blue ones that we're wearing now. Yeah. What I love you, those. What do you like about those? I just like the material. They, uh, they feel good. Um, the, the cut, how they're cut. I just like them, man. I, I like them. I like them a lot. All right. Well, we know you're on. We know you're on Instagram, and we know you're posting. But we'll see how well you know your teammates' Instagram accounts. All right. So we've got <laughs> a couple of Instagram accounts. You tell us who that is. Their, their picture's been edited out. Who's who's that? Got to look at the form on top of the yeah, view. Yeah, I'm looking at that form. I'm trying to see who, right? who shoots like that. About to send that basketball down to Central Street down in downtown. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who that is. That's uh, that's AG. I was about to say AG. I was about to say AG, but I'm I'm looking at the the goal he's shooting on. I know he has his own goal at home. Oh, okay, yep, yep, yep. The surrounding right. got you got you throwing. What, what about this one, DJ? You know who that is? That's MC Dub. I can tell he he the only person wear a hoodie with shorts. <laughs> Everybody's got that one pretty quick. I thought that was gonna cross people up, but everybody seems to be right. that one. What about this one here? That's cheap. You ain't even gotta blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> you already got you can tell. You can tell that's cheap. All right, what All right, about who do you one? got here? That's me, man. <laughs> I posted that. <laughs> yeah, <that's me. laughs> there you go. You know, tell us about <laughs> dynamic. And I know I know you missed that part as well, but just touch on the the, the locker room dynamic, especially with you. You have the ability, the unique ability to give it equally to every member of your every member of your team. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, the locker room is a special place. I, I feel like uh, the NBA already is a fraternity of guys, yeah. um, and the locker room is like that sacred place where guys can kind of hang out. You know, almost like a like a man cave almost. You know. Yeah. And, right. uh, and uh, I've been in a lot of. I've been fortunate enough to be in a lot of locker rooms. You know, even though some people look at it as a bad thing, I've been with 18, but I've been able to learn from different yeah. guys and, and hear different stories. And, uh, you know, I definitely miss the locker room. And I, and I have a lot of friends. Well, most most of my friends are retired now. And that's the one thing that they say they miss the most. Yeah. Right. Uh, not necessarily playing in the NBA, but just the locker room, the bus rides, the flights, uh, just being around your teammates, man. It's, it's just a special, it's a special thing. And, uh, I definitely don't take it for granted, and I and I I enjoy every minute of it. And uh, you know, I, I try to keep it light. I, I I have fun with guys. I make fun of guys. We joke, and then at the same time, I know when to turn it off and get serious and get yep. ready for the game. So uh, it's just a special place, man.
This podcast is presented to you by the all-new Seltos SUV from Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. Give it everything. Well, I said, I told those guys, your style is like kind of throwing a grenade (laughs) and then letting it explode and then you running out of the room. That's how I I describe your style. Yeah, that's how I do, man. uh, Yeah, I I mess with everybody, though. I've said it before in an interview I did earlier in the season. I mess with the coaches. So, uh, nobody's nobody's off limits. Nobody's off limits. Uh, Nobody's nobody's off limits. And uh, but at the same time, it's all fun. At the end of the day, uh, I respect everybody and everybody's job. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, my biggest thing that I learned from being a rookie to my 12th year in the NBA is that you got to have fun because uh, my first few years, I didn't have fun. I I was, I was stressed. I was, you know, it was, I was going through a lot of course, playing time, not playing, playing for Larry Brown as my head coach as a young guy, Mm -hmm. just you know, and, and I hated that. I hated basketball. I hated practice. It was a lot, you know, and, uh, and now in my later years, I enjoy it. I love, I love going to practice. I love practicing. I love being around or being around the teammates and I don't take any of that for granted. What turned that for you, DJ? What, 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 what made that turn? Oh man, just, I think the things that I went through, uh, you know, I think I went through them for a reason. I think they made me into the not just the player I am today, but the person and how I approach the game and approach this business. Um, I think that was important. A lot of guys don't get an opportunity to go through those ups and downs like I did. And like I said, you know, I've been with 18. Some people look at that as a bad thing. I've been called a journeyman. I've been called, you know, bounce around and all that. But I'm in my 12th year. So I, I'll take that any day than being with one team for, for three, four years and then be out the NBA. So uh, I think all that happened to me for a reason. And, and I've learned a lot in uh I've learned to find my love for the game. Like, you know, when, when you're in high school, elementary, and even college, you know, college can be rough too, but you love, you just love playing basketball. You love being a basketball player. And then once you get into the NBA, it's more business. And you, you start to gradually lose your love for the game because of some of the things you go through. And I just found a way to find my love again. And uh, I won't let nobody take that from me ever again. And, and, and I'm going to ride out with that. Awesome. Well, that's fantastic. That's great advice. And uh, yeah. I think that's a perfect thing to end on. If I didn't have to ask you how you got a haircut <laughs> during a five-week <laughs> five hey. quarantine. Hey, come is, on, DJ. Hey, look at yeah, this. I mean, this is – we're going oh, out of man. control here, man. We're going out hey. of control. Hey, I'm not – I'll tell you all this, man. I, it's a lot of things that I gave up during this quarantine. I'm not giving up a haircut, man. I, you know, I, but but don't get it twisted. I, I normally get my haircut maybe once or twice a week, but okay, I only been doing it like one uh, twice every month. So so I got one uh, every two weeks so far. That's what I've been doing like every two weeks. So uh, but that's not that's not even normal for me. I I, I get one once <laughs> or twice a week. So uh, but you can see my my beard is getting kind of kind of long. I'm gonna have to do something about that. What do we that what is. do we do with this, DJ? I don't even know where to, where to begin with this. <laughs> right. You just gotta let it go, man. Just I gotta uh, let it go. Okay. Let it go, and then once they once you're able to get a haircut, let your let your barber line you up nice and okay. nice and right, and let it let it fill in. You know. I'm coming I'm to your guy. guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming to your guy, guy too. Yeah. By the way, I have a lot of guys, man. I got I got guys all over. <laughs> <laughs> he does, by the way. The guy's Especially, getting haircut like every two days. I got barbers in every. I, I got a barber in almost every city. I promise you. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That is that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Man. You got to take yeah. it. Is, can he fill this in? Can he make it all? Can he all one uh, color? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's lots of things okay. you can do with the color and there this we stuff. Go. As, See? Far, as far as like filling it in, sometimes you gotta just let it just let it do its own thing. Sometimes your hair's 
or con they'll connect. Like I didn't always have this part right here because I always used to get it. I always get it lined up like this. So now that I just let it grow, it's connecting. You see what I'm saying? All right. I see yeah, it. sure. So sure. Just let it. Just let it do its thing. It All right. right. I got. I got. I got nowhere to be. So I'm gonna have to do its thing. <laughs> or you could be like Evan. Evan shaved his, shaved everything off today. I don't know. I saw. I saw. I did see that. I did see that. Did you like him with the beard or without? What's better? Uh, he, he better not come back with that. Uh, with that clean shaving. He. <laughs> He gotta come back with the beer, man. He'll come back with something. Now he does it. Yeah, he I, does a job. He does a job on his own hair. Do you get on him a little bit for that? Oh yeah, bit? yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He he knows. I, I mean, I'm the critic. You know, every time somebody gets a haircut, they gotta come check in with me so I can see if it's if it's if it's a if it's a go or if it's a no. You know, I um they come check in with me when it who comes brought to you, the cuts. Who brought you the worst haircut? Maybe they came in with their tail between their legs and they knew it was gonna be an issue. Uh, Mo Mo has Mo has come in a few times with a bad haircut, and he knew it. Uh, and they try to they try to they try to get by me without me noticing, but I, I I'm looking. <laughs> you know, I, I look and I call him over like, "Hey, come in, man. Let me see it." You know, so uh, you know they try to sneak around, but I, I catch them eventually. <laughs> but it's a, it's quite a few guys that came in with bad haircuts. We got so many guys with long hair. I mean, yeah, right, right, yeah. So, you know. All right. Well, DJ, this was great, man. I appreciate it. And best of luck to you and your family, okay? Thank y'all, man. Same to y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. All right. We hope to see you soon. Yes, sir. Orlando Magic Pod Squad, presented by Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic.